the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, folks, one and all. Here I am. It's 12.06. It is John DePietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website. That's right, at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, listen, today, I'll tell you, the, what, the past few days, now it is going to get warm again. But you have to admit, this has been a nice reprieve that we've had from some of that brutal heat that we were having. It's a beautiful time of year. This is a great time to maybe even do some work around your house or on your garden, do some gardening. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center at Island's Nomad Garden Center is calling your name, mister. That's right. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right across from where alleys used to be. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. It's Steve. It's Debbie. It's Junior. It's Byron. On top of that, right off of Route 4, take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are just fantastic. And also check out their website. It is prmaterials.shop. prmaterials.shop. Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. As a matter of fact, good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. I want to just pull up. They have a great Facebook page that they put. There it is. Um, so full of wonderful colors and you see the selection they have it is uh, just fantastic Um, oh I love the first hummingbird in the uh, greenhouse so sweet look at that butterfly PR landscape materials and garden center folks look at the beautiful array let's give them a thumbs up on Facebook live look at the beautiful array of colors I'm going to share that their Facebook page oh they have a uh, Full mums, kale, ornamental peppers. Let me uh, share that. Let me, uh, I'm going to share that on the Facebook page. There we go. Here they are. I'll just put here they are. And then that way you can see it's a direct link and pop in and see them. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon. You know, uh, normally we had plans where I was going to broadcast from the Democrat convention in Wisconsin, but obviously it's not happening uh, because of the pandemic. And the same thing, it's very disappointing, folks. I had full access for the Republican convention that was supposed to be first in North in, um, in North in uh, North Carolina, and then it was moved to Jacksonville, and now it's all just virtual because of the pandemic. So this is going to be interesting tonight to see exactly how they try to pull this off. Now we have big news. Big news on this Monday, and that is with the Trump polls. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, President Trump, folks, you know, you can feel the momentum has shifted. And you can just tell the president, um, the president, I just think, first of all, also, um, there was video. You haven't seen him in a little bit. Baron Trump has just shot up. This is his week. The first son. He is um, grown like a weed. Baron Trump is taller than President Trump. Baron Trump look like, looks like he's either 6'3 or 6'4. I mean, both the president and the first lady are not short people, but uh, Baron Trump has just rocketed. There's a nice, uh, there was some nice footage of them coming off Marine One after they landed at the White House. And of course, the president mourning the loss of his brother who passed away, even though the horrendous left, Cicilline, Langevin, uh, both posting horrible, nasty things, no class at all, uh, the two of them. How did we ever get stuck with Langevin and Cicilline? I I don't know. Jim Langevin, I've known Congressman Langevin since Bishop Hendrickson days. Then we were at Rhode Island College together. I ran the radio station. He ran student government. I've known him that long. I knew him when he was a rep. Then I knew him when he was uh, he was elected was the Secretary of State. And then when when Bob Wagan um, <clears throat> ran for Congress, and then that opened up you know that seat is when the Langevin made his way um, from Secretary of State to he's been in Congress for twenty years. He's never had any legislation passed, and I know they are talking about that's eventually going to become one seat, but. That's one of those mysteries that 
that that just the fact he's there, no one's been able to to um, <clears throat> defeat Congressman Langevin. I, I to me, it's almost like having an empty seat. I live in his district. He hasn't done anything in the district. I can't point to one thing that he's done or voted on where I say thank God for Congressman Jim Langevin. But folks, the media they give him a free pass. But if you are a Trump supporter, you should feel good today because the momentum has shifted. The CNN poll shows the race is tightening. <clears throat> and why? One of several reasons why this is good news. Number one, you watch. They've never done one of these virtual conventions. It's already there's already mistakes happening and nothing's even happened yet. One of the first things I love is they've invited. I can't stand these former Republicans that are scheduled to speak tonight. For the Democrat convention. I, I can't stand it. Now, I, I, I'm going to wait and see, folks. I am planning on doing some Facebook Live parties so we could all watch some of it together. Not all of it. And it gets a little late and a little tedious. But I do want to see some of it. But I, I can't stand, you know, I used to like that. He was the former governor of Ohio congressman, John Kasich. And he's just become a, plain, a complete turncoat. But what's comical is that we're so excited that they're going to let him speak tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. It's so excited he was going to speak tonight. And so that he's doing some media interviews to get the media excited that he plans to speak virtually tonight. And his whole goal is to bash President Trump. But one of the first things he did as he's doing these mini media interviews, he's already started taking shots at AOC. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So already they are in disarray. Already he hasn't even spoken yet. They haven't even happened. Any, nothing's happened yet. Normally it's gavel to gavel coverage. And right now, you know, they'd be later this afternoon. And Mr. Chairman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, none of that is happening. But already, see, this is the type of thing. It becomes a wild card. You don't know where it's going to go. Um, and who knows what the speech is going to be? It's going to be so odd. They're not going to have the crowd. They're not going to be united. But already these things start to take hold. Some significant things are happening. And if you're a Trump supporter, you should feel good. The fact the president, the New York City Police Department have endorsed President Trump. Police are, are endorsing President Trump. Give me a thumbs up on, if you're watching on Facebook Live that you back the blue. You know, the police union, folks, we are now, we are the silent majority. Now we are going to speak. We're not going to be silent with this defund the police, with all the riots and the Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these organizations that are slamming the police. No one can tell me we're having a peaceful anti-police rally. It's a bunch of BS. I stand, we, on this show, folks, and you know what's amazing is, and I think I mentioned this, another reporter said, almost like, and this is someone I've known for a while, but said, you know, you want to be cautious with your support of law enforcement. This is another reporter now, and said, uh, you may want to be cautious with some of your support for law enforcement, and said, you know, it's none of my business, but just keep in mind, you're the only member of the media. Think of this now. You're the only member of the media who is supporting police right now. And I, I, I didn't take that as something like, gee, I never thought I should think about it. I mean, I hadn't thought of it. But I think that's a sad reflection, not only on our times, but I think more importantly on the media. And I've told you, they go out of their way to portray these violent protesters as, quote, peaceful activists. And you saw it again over the weekend. I'm going to play it for you. But I was even aware of that. And the person, oh, yeah. Well, as I was, you know, supporting the back the blue rallies and having people on and folks to me, it's, you know, there was a time in this town where like the late Jim Terracani, I team, he used to go out with law enforcement. He knew the police. He was friendly with police and would go with them and do stories on highlighting some of their their work. The late Jack White, whose son now, Tim White, is at Channel 12. He was someone else that knew a lot of police um, and used to do ride-alongs and coverage of it. I didn't, you know, it didn't even occur to me that I'm the only talk show host out there. And I don't mind, by the way, folks. It does has no bearing on me, right? To me, you are who you are. I, I don't care. But I didn't even realize that the rest of the media is kind of put the, let's put the police at arm's distance. Let, let's, let's back away a little bit. I wasn't even aware of that. 
Uh, but the more I think about it, the more I see it. It is true. It's actually getting worse. They are going out of the way to try to highlight anti-police protesters <clears throat> as peaceful activists when they're not. Uh, and there's a variety of ways that they're, they're falling short of that. And and I have to even admit that I am, um, you know, I posted some things on the Facebook page this past weekend. And folks, I want you to understand a lot of this is even like I'm even taken back by it. Like I'm watching it and I can't even believe it. And then I realize, you know, you don't see that. There was a time, everything now, whenever the police, if anything is shown, they go through the litany of uh, things. They claim, make accusations almost as fact. They go out of their way seemingly. And a good example was the media held back from really exposing what a fraud that Cat Kerwin was. The police right now, unfortunately, members of law enforcement who have my support, I think if you're an American and you're a law-abiding citizen, they have our support. We need them now more than ever. But there was a time they the media doesn't give them benefit of the doubt. Police have to do everything right, and then the other side, they, they just – they can say and make accusations, blah, blah, blah. But I, w- I want to play this for you because it happened over the weekend. And I recognize not a lot of people watch all the news over the weekend, but I do. And I have to admit, even I was there's, – there's, here's the thing. No one is this sloppy or this lazy. It, it's impossible. We're not talking about being like, you know, CIA – Homeland Security, FBI type investigators talking about what I would think would be seemingly basic reporting, like real basic, like college level, maybe even high school reporting. There are some some fundamental rules that should come into play, but for whatever reason, don't. I'll get to the fact. How about the Providence firefighter not only charged with the DUI crashed with his motorcycle into a fire hydrant. He had a passenger on the back and he fled the scene. Not exactly a profile in courage. Um, but I want to get the, because um, even I, I have to admit, I was taken aback by this. So over the weekend, there were this defund the police group. And folks, they are manipulating and playing the media. They put a bunch of kids out there. I am told many of the juveniles you see, they prey on the young They prey on somewhat misfits, treat them like a cult. But what I am told is many of the kids they get, the reason they do this picking up litter and marching around is many of the children, and they are teens, have been arrested. And the judge has ordered them to perform community service. So this organization, defund the police under all these different umbrellas, they grab them up and use them as activists. Now, as many of you know, if you're a juvenile, the laws are far less stringent. So, you know, some of them arrested for knife possession, weapon, uh, assault, um, you know, uh, theft, burglary, um, shoplifting, drugs, all sorts of things like that. And they're ordered to perform community service. So this group, not all of them, but a number, they grab them. So... I want to play. This was Channel 12. And I want you to listen to the woman that they interview. The woman they interview. This won't take long. But the woman they interview on Channel 12. This was on Saturday morning. Hear me out. Saturday morning. On Friday morning, she was arrested at the Garrahee Courthouse in Providence for punching a state trooper. Female teacher arrested, assaulting a member of law enforcement. Okay, so you can only imagine, like, I would love to get an interview with someone like that. They're out there preaching, we don't need the police. We need to defund the police. We need to treat everyone equally. We're a peaceful organization. I I would think the first question is, um, weren't you arrested yesterday for punching, punching a state trooper, this woman, who's a teacher, do you really think of since, since I have several questions. Number one, what does it say to your students that you're arrested for punching a member of law enforcement? Number one. Number two, should you really remain a teacher in the classroom with children if you're arrested for doing that? Number three, 
like, how do you, the irony of it, you're out here on a peaceful mission, defunding the police, leading a group of young people. I mean, this, this is a prime interview to get. Let's hear how the Channel 12 interview with this woman went. I believe I have it. Here, uh, let, me, let me try it again. Here we go. A chance to talk about where they would like money to be um, reallocated in the city budget and make sure that, like, they have. We're trying to give some folks who maybe haven't had a chance to talk about where they would like money to be um, reallocated in the city budget and make sure that, like, they Well, the, I'll answer the question. She wasn't asked about it. She was given time on television. Don't get me wrong. And I also fully recognize I like a number of people at Channel 12. Someone said, you know, you're not making any friends over there. You know, what is that supposed to be? Am I supposed to turn a blind eye to that? She was a teacher arrested. This isn't like years ago and you should have known. This wasn't hidden. How do you not ask those questions? Instead, they just present her as a peaceful person up there with this does. Activists take their message to the street. Powerful message. Powerful message. How do you not ask her about that? The other one, this is my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but this is another one. Channel 10. Activists take their message to the street. No mention that the person, the woman they're interviewing, was arrested less than 24 hours earlier for punching a state trooper. How many people out there have ever been arrested? Number one, for punching someone. All right, let's, let's do three levels. Number one, how many people listing have ever been arrested? Raise your hand. How many people listing have ever been arrested for punching someone? How many people listing or watching have ever been arrested for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police and then getting arrested for it? I mean, are you kidding me? Not even asked. Does Not even worthy of a question. Now, also there, Friday morning, 15-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy was arrested again. Punched a state trooper in front of the Garrahee Courthouse. So now that was the one I just played you the teacher channel. This is the Channel 10 report. So I'm thinking, all right, now you're 15. What did your parents say? Why did you punch the police? Why did you get arrested for the police? Do you realize how that's going to look on your record? Did someone encourage you to do that? 24 hours ago, you're out here trying to act like you're peaceful. 24 hours ago, weren't you arrested at the courthouse for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police? What would motivate someone 15 years old to do it? Let's hear how Channel 10 handled the interview. Every week, to grow up in a society where not everything is tailored to you, where you would like it to be, is really hard. Activists say they'll continue putting their energy into building community and fighting for a better tomorrow. I want to be able to grow up in a world that respects everyone. Damon Drury. That gives everyone the same chances. In Providence. Amanda Hoskins, NBC 10 News. Well, again, folks, once again, they show the 15-year-old, they interview the 15-year-old. Never mind the girl you just heard yelling the bullhorn. She was the one arrested outside the Providence Public Safety Complex for hitting a member of the Providence Police with her bullhorn. She was also, arrest record is is online. She's also the one that was arrested for bringing a weapon to school in January. That's a felony arrest. You're not supposed to bring a weapon to a high school. No questions, no mention, all positive. Youth activists trying to clean up the streets, hoping, you know, that kid, 15 years old, you know, I want to grow up where everyone's respected. Um, <clears throat> what about people, members of law enforcement? I think that's a fair question. Should they be respected? How about adults? Should adults be respected? We want to start talking about respect. Is it respectful to walk up to a police officer and start screaming F the police? And I don't mean just saying the letter. I mean they say the word over and over. You want to grow up in a world where everyone is respected. What about people in law enforcement? What about military? What are the families of those people? You know, it's so hypocritical. And the way I can't stand the way the, the, the media frames them. They're not. A lot of them have been arrested. Activists take their message to the streets. Uh, They're criminals. They've been arrested for possession of weapons, for assault, 
for assault on law enforcement, for theft, for drugs. Don't you think it's 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 relevant if the real reason they're there is they're burning off community hours that the judge gave them, right? Instead of doing time, you hear that so-and-so was ordered 50, 50 hours of community service for, or 100 hours, whatever it is, for shoplifting, for assault, for possession of a weapon, for punching someone, for vandalism, uh, all different, disorderly conduct, all different types of things. The judge ordered the 16-year-old, 17-year-old to a certain number of hours of community service. This is how they use the community service. It is a joke. That's how it should be framed. You're not going to convince me. And one of the other people that was there, two of them I have picked out have been arrested of having a knife. A knife is a weapon. People, you stab someone and can kill them. It happened earlier this year on Federal Hill with that guy that then went missing. Guy that got out of prison. What was that last year? I can't even remember now. This portion of the John DePietro show was brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Folks, now listen. Maybe you're doing a household construction project or a small project in your yard. Call Brothers Disposal today at 688-0517. 688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. Now, you can look for them on Facebook. They have the yellow and purple, the Lakers colors. With Brothers Disposal, they will, as I like to say, what they'll do, Brothers Disposal. Good morning, brother. Hello, brother. Is they'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Brothers Disposal. So, if you want to, and they're beautiful, by the way. Look at that purple dumpster. Really stands out. Let's just say you want to clean out your garage or your basement, your attic, maybe unwanted belongings. Uh, or you're doing some kind of a project in your home. Call Brothers Disposal today, 688-0517, 401-688-0517, Brothers Disposal. What they'll do is they'll deliver the dumpster right to your home or business, and then they'll pick it up whenever you're done with it. Maybe you need it for a weekend. I did receive an, an email, a nice listener who thanked me. She wants to downsize. She wanted to clean out her house. And she called her children that had used, you know, obviously grown now out of the house and said, come by. And then anything you don't want, there's a lot of things we're going to throw out. And so they they got the dumpster for the weekend and the kids came back and they picked out what they wanted and other stuff they had. She said they had old rusted sleds and bicycles and old tea sets and toys and clothing, things that just no one was going to use or broken furniture, all sorts of things. Brothers Disposal, they put in the dumpster, Brothers Disposal delivered it at the dumpster, they drive away on a Friday. Saturday, the kids came over, Sunday, they spent the day loading it up, and on Monday morning, Brothers Disposal took it away. That easy. Folks, six eight eight zero five one seven for Brothers Disposal. And I want to be very clear. Let's just say um, we're going to give benefit of the doubt to these reporters of Channel 10 and Channel 12. I, I mean, I, I'm not talking about, I want to be very clear. Like, do you follow the news or not? I'm not talking about you have to dig in and put in a public uh, records request. Just basic following the news. Like, following the news. I follow the news seven days a week, every day. You're just absorbing news. So then when I see that name of the teacher, I think, wait a minute. Is that the person that got arrested yesterday? And there's no mention of it in the art, in the uh, in the story. What was interesting about the Channel 10 story was on the online version of it, if you just see the print, they mention 15-year-old who got arrested. But when they're talking to him, it's not even mentioned in the story. I don't understand that because I want to be very clear. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a low blow. I think it's it doesn't serve you, the viewer. I have two options. I could ignore it. Someone said to me, you know, are you aware you're the only one pointing this out? I, I, I don't. I get that. I don't think that's a good thing, by the way. I prefer not. I think that's balanced reporting. If someone is there and they're trying to listen, this is like a photo op. They're trying to convince you. They're trying to convince the public. This is a peaceful group of youth activists. 
and they're coming together with a strong message of unity and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. The one that you're interviewing was arrested yesterday for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police. Now, that's not a, a typical 15-year-old. B, how, how do you not ask about that? And the same thing. This woman is a teacher. As far as I know, the nuns at St. Paul's were never arrested for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police. Now, I can guarantee you there are so many people listening right now. Folks, if you were if there was a Trump rally and the Rhode Island media went to cover it and there was someone there at the Trump rally who the day before had had been arrested for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police. Do you think that that might be mentioned in the report or they may be asked about? I mean, 100 percent, it would lead the story. A Trump reporter who was arrested for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police was out at the Rhode Island State House today. I mean, are you kidding me? And again, I'm not talking about you got to be Woodward and Bernstein here, or Michael Ishikoff, or, you know, various other investigative reporters. I'm talking about it was in the news. And the thing about, like, the teacher and some of these other people, I'll just be honest, they, they don't have, it's not Mary Smith and maybe it's another Mary Smith. They have names that are different. So when you see it the first time, arrested, whatever it is, Nika something, and then you see it again, it, it just, it jumps out. Now, I, I totally fully get that the reporter that went could say, well, I, I didn't know when I was interviewing him, they got arrested. You know what? You're, you're supposed to know that. You are so, but you are signed there, and then you should know. And this is not the first time. This is, it, it seemingly is every single time. And they don't report on it. I, I don't get it. It was the same thing. You know, the girl with the bullhorn was inside the car in front of Ramundo's house last Saturday night. I was the only one in the media that reported the person sitting in the car in front of Ramundo's house had been arrested at the Providence Public Safety Complex and also had been arrested on a felony of bringing a weapon to high school. I think that's news, right? Did they know? Did they check her? Did the police frisk her? Someone, I mean, I had heard a rumor that there was someone there who had a weapon on them. Um, Police can't go near them, right? Because then that's the whole thing. You know what else is? It's so disingenuous. Um, the 15-year-old, and again, I, I don't know whose son this person is or grandson or, or brother. Or son. I, I'm just saying they put themselves out there. The name is there. <coughs> that's highly unusual. Um, when I was 15, I didn't know anyone that had been arrested for punching a member of the Rhode Island State Police. And also... That individual did another interview, probably coached by the adults there. And when he did an interview, he said he was assaulted by police. See, now this is how they flip the story. Same thing with that girl with the bullhorn. Channel 12 did a piece on her, a youth activist. What's it like to be arrested? She was a youth activist who was arrested for protesting. No, she was arrested for she hit a police officer with a bullhorn. I think he had to get stitches above his eye punching and all this other stuff. And then when you when you identify someone that has been arrested on a felony of bringing a weapon to school, that that is someone to be taken seriously. This is not just some young kid walking along at the mall or at the beach or what have you. That crosses over. If someone has a knife or a gun, if someone is in possession of a weapon and they're willing to bring it to a school, that goes into, a, that's a felony, by the way. That goes into a different category. Never asked about it in the interview with Channel 12. Never asked her. For instance, weren't you the one that got arrested for bringing a weapon to school, to high school? A Providence high school. Not even asked. Nope. A, a teen youth activist who's merely seeking change. <laughs> Folks, it, it can't be an accident at this point. It can't be. You have to look at motive. That is the way they want the story to come out. This portion of the program at 1236 on this Monday is brought to you by Vero Industries. Now, listen, I am willing to bet that some of you, not all, 
excuse me, some of you have some gold and silver. I bet you'd like to have some extra money right now. Vero Industries, 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, and new. I'm going to give you the number in just a moment. But this is your chance to call Leo, and he will come to you. Now, I'll bet you have some gold, some silverware, jewelry, watches, also a buy or sell of individual coins and collections. Why not at least find out what it's worth? Why not? Maybe you think this is worth $200. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Let's find out. The ERO, Vero Industries, over 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals. You can go to them. Two locations, East Providence and Warwick, or Leo will come to you. He does door-to-door service. Maybe you don't want to leave your home with your valuables. Not a problem. 40 years experience, impeccable credentials, God-fearing individual, daily congregant. My friend Leo, VERO with Vero Industries. Call him today, 401-434-8900. Tell him John DePetro sent you, 434-8900. Vero Industries. Call Leo, 434-8900. Well, folks, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Monday. And again, it's going to be a big week as tonight. It, it is different, and but this is the Democrat convention. Folks, this is a big week for if you're a Trump supporter. I think it's narrowing. I think, first of all, the, the Trump enthusiasm is very, very strong right now. I mean, if you feel like me, I, these people on the other side... They, they cannot be allowed to win. You're gonna, we're going to live in a country where they're, they're just, they are content to destroy every major city. They've destroyed New York City. They've destroyed Portland. Chicago's being destroyed. Um, right now, I'm looking at the Drudge Report. The state of the 2020 race, ABC Washington Post poll has Biden up 12. CNN has Biden up 4. NBC News Wall Street Journal has Biden up nine. Now, I also want to be very clear. Don't worry about the national polls. The only thing that matters are in the battleground states, are the battleground states. And I know, for instance, there are a lot of Trump signs out there. And we also, I encourage you to go to the Trump stores, put your signs out. Um, I can't stand these people like Romney, Kasich, that are slamming the Republican Party. Do you really want David Cicilline and his likes of Congress getting control of the country? Do you really want Elizabeth Warren, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, the defund the police people? Do, do we really want them taking over the country? I don't think people want them taking over the country. I realize that in some ways, for some people... Um, the president, I, no question. Listen, he is divisive. Uh, he has my support. He has my vote. There's nothing that's going to change that. Nothing is going to change that. Um, and right now, folks, the only thing, look at also that's happening. I'm also seeing the median single family home that sold to Rhode Island in July. How about median single family home went for 331000 up 7% from June, 12% from a year ago. So if you're thinking of selling your home, this is a tremendous time to sell your home right now. But the um, something that stands out is, <clears throat> how about this? Six Black Lives Matter protesters arrested, tearing down defacing a George Washington statue at L.A. City Hall. I think that people are getting tired of it. I do. I think people are getting tired of the protests of the that you're a racist. That word used to mean something. It doesn't even seem to mean anything anymore. And then you have that, I can't stand that Congresswoman Presley from Massachusetts. Did you hear her interviewed? I'm going to talk about the post office in just a moment, but her interview on MSNBC over the weekend is a disgrace. But it's no less shameful. Um, you said that they're in war with the United States. Hold on, here we go. You're in Congress. Obviously, you have a huge charge. But is there anything we, as, as the American people, can do to protect this democracy and protect this election process? This is 
is a plain and simple voter suppression. Uh, it's not surprising, but it's no less shameful. Um, you said that they're at war with the United States Postal Service, but that means that they're also at war with the American people. Um, not only are they, they are threatening the livelihoods of these essential workers. This is a hell of a way to repay some 600,000 essential workers who have been working overtime in the midst of this pandemic, putting themselves uh, in harm's way. So this is an assault on our democracy. This is an assault on the American people who Here depend on receiving their benefits and Here receiving medication. Get ready. I received a call in my congressional office from a married couple. They're both letter carriers. They're very worried about their livelihood. Uh, and so this is just outright, uh, it's, it's a modern day jelly bean count, ostensibly. You know, she is such a disgrace. And here's where she calls for unrest in the streets. And organizing and mobilizing and applying pressure so that this GOP-led Senate and that these governors that continue to carry water for this administration, putting the American people in harm's way, um, turning a deaf ear to the needs of our families and our communities, hold them accountable. Well, make the phone calls, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. Unrest in the streets. So she's calling for a riot. Isn't that special? You know, what an absolute disgrace, someone in Congress. I'm going to touch on the situation, folks, with the post office. I'll just give it to you clear. I realize some people are hearing bits and pieces of it, and you're wondering, what is this all about? By the way, I also have... Uh, many letter carriers that listen to this program. And uh, good afternoon to all of you. And you are valued. And we certainly appreciate your hard work and everything that you do. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Were you in an accident over the weekend? If you are ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's your vehicle. If someone hit your vehicle, did someone hit you over the weekend? Call West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. 272-3340 West Fountain Auto Body. They will repair your vehicle, showroom like condition. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 272 272- 3340. The situation with the post office, folks, let's just be very clear. And this is something that Cicilline's not saying, and Langevin's not saying, and the woman you just heard, Representative Presley from Massachusetts is not saying. The post office, since 2007, the post office, which is a monopoly, has lost $78 billion, would never survive as a private company. Since 2007, the post office has lost $78 billion. The amount of mail that is actually going out there is down 33%. There are packages, there are deliveries, but it's not the traditional mail it used to be. When's the last time you sat down and wrote a letter? When's the last time you started conducting business by mail? Most people do it online. Most people communicate different ways. The post office with seven different unions. So they put someone in there who is trying to reform the post office, make it more cost effective. And just like the teachers unions during this pandemic. So what does the post office say? Well, the Democrats are the ones saying everybody do mail ballot. Everybody do a mail ballot. But the the real truth is the cities and towns don't have the town clerks to handle that. Dr. Fauci has said it is perfectly safe to go and vote in person. And I plan to vote in person and you plan to vote in person. So the Democrat Party who want to steal this election, led by Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, they want to steal this election. They're telling everyone to do mail ballots. And folks, the fact is, if you're voting for President Trump or someone else like that, they're not going to count your ballot. They're going to take it out. Many of you know the amount of mail ballot fraud in Rhode Island is is legendary. And as far as Massachusetts, in 2016, huge numbers of Massachusetts people crossed over, registered to vote in New Hampshire, and voted for Hillary Clinton in New Hampshire. 
So during this pandemic, what does the post office say? What do the union say? We want more money. We have to sort all these mail ballots. We want more money. This is, keep in mind, again, because of Amazon, it, there are packages. But years ago, do we really need Saturday delivery? The answer is no. Or maybe we don't need Wednesday delivery. But the union, seven different unions, they've lost $78 billion since 2007. Think about that. There's no company in existence that would continue if that was the case with with uh, the amount of mail down 33%. And if anything, you know, there's so much junk mail that just comes through anymore. How many people, when's the last time that you got your mail and there was actually like real mail there that you needed? So the point is, Cicilline and Nancy Pelosi and Landry, what are they saying? Oh, just throw money at the post office. Give them the money. Wrong. No, you're not going to hold us up, much like the teachers unions. Well, in order to teach during a pandemic, we need to we need more money. Folks, there's plenty of money. The post office should not get any more money. And on top of that, people should be able to vote in person. You can vote in person. What's really going to happen is in November, neither side is going to be happy with the result. Now, as much as they're fighting us and fighting President Trump, folks, like you, I'm not about to stand by (coughs) and watch them steal this election. And that's exactly what they plan to do. That's exactly what they want to do. No, we're not going to. But the polls are narrowing. As people are getting more serious and people are really starting to look at that. Now, hear me out. I, I, do believe, I don't think the undecided is that great. But over the next 30 days, watch the numbers. The closer that President Trump makes this, and he's gaining in the polls, this is going to force Biden out of the basement. And what happens when Biden comes out of the basement? The more he speaks, the more he's more prone for gaffes. He's always been that way, but now he's really that way. It was a big story over the weekend, by the way, that President Obama was quoted as saying nothing is guaranteed. And he was talking about former Vice President Biden and said, Joe still has plenty of time to F this thing up. Now, think about that for a minute. So that's his real as much as they were a team in 2016. President Obama was backing Hillary Clinton and before Biden's son died and was not going to run. He was never with Biden. He aligns more with Hillary Clinton than with Biden. Biden, they say, had old stories. They think he's like old-fashioned. He's an old-fashioned politician. He's all about working the rope line, hugging people, sniffing hair, shaking hands, kissing. Obama didn't want any of that stuff. He enjoyed the rallies. He was certainly good, but he didn't like a lot of that stuff. No way. Too cool for the room. Oh, president Obama, did, he didn't help anyone get elected when he was president. He was isolated from the Democrats in Congress and the Senate. He was a level above as the president, and he made sure they knew about it. No way. So they're not fully on board with Biden. This week, let's watch how this pans out. I think there's going to be a lot of mistakes. There's going to be a lot of gaffes. And most importantly, the real agenda of the Democrat Party is going to be defined this week. And it is not what people think. It's not what a lot of, and I've been telling you, the group that's going to decide this election are suburban women in battleground states. And they're going to have to decide. They may not fully be comfortable with everything the president does. And they have been on board with the anybody but Trump. But when they start to view Biden and wait till they hear some of the speeches this week, I think they're going to slide into, I don't want to go that radical. That's what I think there's the potential for. And in the next, this week and next week, the Trump campaign could really hit Labor Day. Folks, all you need is a dead heat. All you need is a really within the margin of error election as far as poll numbers in the battleground states. Because one thing I know, I'm voting and you're voting. We're voting. All these protesters, activists, blah, blah, defund the police. We want everything for free. I'm not convinced a lot of these these activist protests, all these AOC supporters, all the Elizabeth Warren supporters, 
Bernie Sanders supporters, I, I'm not convinced they're voting. They may say it. They like to go out and steal things and rip things down. I'm not convinced they're voting. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, call them today, 353-9300. Now, it's Scott and Alex. I'm going to give you the phone number again. Get a piece of paper and a pen. It's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Or type it into your phone. They're located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them 353 353- 9300. Now you can find them on Facebook. You can find their website, aemazika.com. All types of insurance. They will help you save money. Auto insurance, home insurance, business insurance, life insurance, or maybe off road vehicle insurance, or insurance on your boat, or jet skis, or your pool, or your trampoline. AE Mazika Insurance Services, located and excuse me, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida, call them 353-9300, 353-9300, Scott and Alex, it's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook and also their website, aemazika.com. Call them, let them help you save money, 353-9300, 353-9300 for A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Well, folks, it's 12.52 on this Monday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is one. Now, Governor Mundo press briefing is coming up on Wednesday. By the way, we have another full hour to go at 2 o'clock. You can listen AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com We will be doing some Facebook's lives in the afternoon Uh I pretty much, well, as the week goes along, we will be doing it. I, I don't believe I'm doing it today. I think I have a, a conflict. But we will be doing it as the, the week goes along. But check out if you miss any of the Facebook Lives. And also, that was huge news on Friday. I want to commend the Providence Police, FBI. They arrested that degenerate. They found him. Uh, the person that seemingly, uh, if you go to the website, to petro.com, you can see the video where it's interesting. You had the riot in Providence. It started the the night of Monday night, June 1st. It went over into the early morning hours of Tuesday, June 2nd. That was the day after when uh, Mayor Lorza, Governor Armando, oh, these weren't Rhode Islanders. Well, no, they were Rhode Islanders. 65 people arrested were from Rhode Island. And the person that was seen that the FBI was looking for, he had on, he had sideburns, he had white sweatpants on. And what he seemingly they do is they Break open a lighter. So you inside, think of like a cigarette lighter, but you break it open, you have the lighter fluid, and it looks like you see him sprinkling it on the front seat of the police cruiser, and then with another lighter, he lights it. You can see the full story. They arrested their suspect. And where was he? You know, someone had told me, I, I think, he, so I had gotten a tip that the, this person that they thought it was was living in Brockton. Uh, nope, lived right on he, uh, the suspect now, Union Avenue in Providence. Right off of uh, Cranston Street, Union Avenue. And this was someone who was at the ACI. <clears throat> this suspect was in the ACI March to April and then let out because of uh, the COVID. Let out early at the ACI. But great job. And there's another person still out there that the FBI, that you also see that individual on the FBI tape. If you missed it, it's right at the website, petro.com. That individual, someone had said to me, they think that he is in New York or New Jersey, but I, I, I don't know. But uh, but they they did arrest the main person, folks. That's, I mean, that's arson. Well, it was just a police. It doesn't matter. I mean, that arson's a serious crime. There's still more people to be arrested, by the way. But at least they seemingly did get that person. So we have another big hour to go. We will. We'll talk with our friend Lynn Miller. Get an update. I love what they're doing in East Providence. And the best thing would be if that Senator Conley goes down in defeat. I mean, that guy, what a disgrace. He's the senator of the area. And this is like out of a, uh, you know, corruption 101. He also was representing the developers, that fast one that they pulled with Faxon and company, where they get a bunch of wealthy partners and they convince the people that own Metacomet <coughs> Country Club, yeah, sell it to us at this low price. And then we're going to pump millions of it and we're going to turn the course around. They sell it to them at the low price and they laugh and say suckers. And then less than a year later, they turn it around and sell it to a big profit to a a developer. So when they're being sued and they're going to court after them and they should, that was wrong. Um, And I I receive email from some of you. That's why they call them fast faxing. Well, again, I I don't know if it is Brad Faxon. Um, 
I don't know if it's some of the partners, but those people in Metacomet are certainly the, the members are very upset. And then the people in that area are very upset with the way that that whole thing has played out. And, and frankly, I don't blame them. Um, if, if they said, if you sell to us, we're going to flip this to a developer. Well, then I, I'm told that they never would have sold to them. So, and I know you could say, hey, you know, buyer beware, but it was presented to them as, hey, you're going with a golf pro here who's really going to get this thing up and going. I'm sure they thought maybe move the CVS tournament where they have all those uh, golf pros that come in, move that to Metacomet instead of Rhode Island Country Club in, Bar- in uh, Barrington. And then so they sold it to them at a discount rate. And the next thing you know, boom, turns around and flips it. To some developers, so uh, we'll talk to Lynn Miller because they've been the people there, and I'm I, they are very upset about the way everything's turned out. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, it's brought to you by It's My Health, ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call my friend Marie at three zero five thirty five eighty five. I am so pleased that everyone is discovering It's My Health. You can see I'm going to hold up a Facebook. See that old white church? I hear from so many of you that, you know, one person said, John DePietro, I have driven past that for 20 years and never popped in. And then you convinced me to go in. And now this woman said she goes there at at least once a week and gets vitamins, herbal remedies. They have all types of um, teas and spices. And the ingredients they have that you want to sprinkle in maybe when you're uh, cooking are just fantastic. It's my health. Natural skin care products, hair care products. And on top of that, it's a full collaborative. Because then we've also had on uh, Lizzie Choquette, who's the massage therapist there. You can book an appointment with her right there. And also Lisa Woods, the reflexologist. We spoke to Lisa as well. Folks, stop and see them. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Uh, Marie is just so knowledgeable and terrific. There's your excuse. I give you the excuse. Pop in. See, are you Marie? And she has uh, vitamins for children. Uh, the hemp and CBD products are tremendous for oral, topical use. Maybe some people need it for pain management or maybe you need it for you have trouble sleeping. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. Because it's your health and you want to remain nice and healthy. And you can also pick up a bottle of the incredible acai berry, this incredible antioxidant. You just need a a shot of it, literally a few ounces of it every morning. And it's incredible antioxidant. It keeps your body nice and healthy. It's my health in Cumberland. Well, folks, it's John DePietro. You know, we're going to talk to Lynn Miller, activist, uh, next hour. And also, now it is the Democrat convention. We'll bring you up to speed on that. And I am going to touch on the situation with the schools next hour as well. So as things are uh, continue to ramp up, and I know it's confusing and it's stressful for parents and grandparents. They don't know what to do. But I'll give you the latest. There was a doctor from Brown University on CNN yesterday. She's local. And she said she lives in Rhode Island. She is sending her children back for in-person learning because it's safe. She says it's safe. Dr. Fauci said it's safe. The teachers unions are saying we want more money. Folks, a lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. We're going to talk to Lynn Miller. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news and then be back on the other side. The situation of uh, Metacomet. Give you an update on that. Terrible uh, what was pulled in that whole thing. D.C. W-M-R-I.